Welcome to Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Dana Wilson, and I move people. I am all about the tools and techniques that empower tomorrow's leaders to make the work of their dreams and live a full life while doing it. So whether you're new to the game or transitioning to your next echelon of greatness, you're in the right place. So we will now commence a brief question and answer panel with the filmmakers that will be turned into a bonus episode for Words That Move Me. Because why? Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> Always be rolling. So I, I think I would like to start by allowing each of you to introduce yourselves and tell us anything you'd like us to know about you. It doesn't need to be resume bio related at all. You could simply explain your outfit tonight or um, uh, any any detail. I will put my microphone down here. Eric, do you still have yours? Actually, yeah, I put it down. Oh, you put it down. Um, so I'll pass it to you, Mizen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mizen, short for yes. <laughs> Myers, related to Wilson. Yep. My first name is Jillian, and I'm the green one. That's all I got. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I'm Megan Lawson, the pink one, also known as Maguski or Carol or you choose, depending on the day. Uh, I am a fan of Words That Move Me podcast and Dana Wilson, and I have to leave in 10 minutes. There you go. Okay. So we'll have Jillian pop up Sorry. in your chair. Yep. Great. Yeah. I'm the blue one, yeah. um, and I'm still super stoked and sweaty that you guys are here. Millie's yeah. waving. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right, take it away. I'm Eric. 303. 303, Dana Wilson, um, and I drive a car, yes. and it's older than me. That's wow, nice. fun yeah. fact. That's, That's awesome. Be careful. <laughs> um, my name is Brandon Mathis, and I'm just really grateful to be here. Yay! We are grateful to have you, my friend. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Hawk. Uh, I didn't know that I was going to be sitting in front of everyone, so I should have looked a little bit more presentable. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry for this mess. Usually it's a oh, lot yes. cleaner, but hello. Hi, Hawk. Thank you for being here. Hi, if this is a mess, Wow. Wow. Uh, okay. We will be taking questions from the audience, preferably about the works. <laughs> but I am a podcast podcast host, and I'm here for all of it. Um, so think about your questions. I'm going to start it off with one of my favorite questions to ask everyone all the time when we reflect on our work is what went well and what would you do differently? On behalf of the Seaweed Sisters, what do you guys think? <laughs> I, I would, I, I would yeah, offer up, always get a plate. Yep, there we if go. you are a person who's interested in creating a ghost effect <laughs> right. via transparency, you need a plate of everything, of everything. Every even moment. things you don't think you need. Just you get, need it. It. get yep. it, get it. <laughs> but I'll tell you, if we had those plates, we wouldn't have added those delightful ghosties, animation. which the animation by Danny Madden and the, the sound, and I feel like that went really well because of the lack of plates. We had to come up with another solution, and now it's a delight. <laughs> yes. You got anything? No, okay. you got it, you got it. 
Eric, what went well? What didn't go well for you and Carissa, who is not here, by the way, but was yeah. the lovely, curly, red-headed wonder in the red pants? Absolutely. Shout out for Carissa. Yeah. She's here in spirit. Um, honestly, a lot went well, I feel. Like, it, it was pretty smooth, it felt like. Um, but I would say for any filmmakers who are interested in making a film, uh, get a DCP made. <laughs> <laughs> F-U-D-C-P, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want to put, thank you, Millie. She's here for to support me. Um, it, it doesn't need to be that deep, but it kind of was that deep for me. For any movie theater, DCPs are the mode of transferring data. It is not an MP3. It is not an MOV. It is not an MP4. It is a DCP. DCPs include the data that tells the theater if it is a trailer or a feature or a short. It includes other information like the title of the film. The frame rate is 24 frames per second, no matter what you shot it in. That's what the theater will play it in, which is one of the other things, that, one of the things that I would do differently in the creation of the Seaweed Sisters piece, which I, my sequence settings were 29.9, blah, blah, blah. We'll call it 30. Um, but theaters will only play back 24. So if you want your work to be on screen at a theater, highly recommend shooting 24 frames per second. And people will think that that's not cool, and you're going to be like, no, it's cool. <laughs> theater. I'm going Trust. big. Oh, you're putting a 4K on YouTube? That's so cute. I'm putting mine in a theater. 24 frames a second. Um, but I... I that you can export a DCP from Premiere Pro. You can, maybe, I couldn't. My computer threw a cool error. It wasn't even a 404, it was like some other error that I had never seen, nor could I correct. So I hired a company to do it for us. Um, and that's how that worked out. And I made the mistake of trying to make it myself because I'm like a total DIYer in all senses. And I did try to, I, I made one and I thought it worked and we actually used it for another festival and it worked for them. But then another festival told us this is not like, this is, this is busted. Like this is, there's a lot of errors. And so we had to have one made and yes, for this, yeah. the, the, that was the second one that we had made. <gasps> We're all going to get matching DCP tattoos. But yeah, get a DCP. Because we bonded. <laughs> if you... You know, if you want your film, if you want to screen your film in a theater somewhere, you're going to need a DCP. And some, you, you want to have a professional make that for you. <laughs> and if they have to do a frame rate conversion, they charge by the minute. And if you want it done fast, they also charge for that. <laughs> Which is kind of fascinating. We could all learn from this, I think. Like, when was the last time a dancer or a choreographer upped their rate if you wanted it next day? I like that. I know, that's why I paid them. I was like, thank I you like for that, that. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I will make my money back by doing that later in the world. Okay, great. Uh, what went well? What would you do differently? Um, a lot went well. Less is more. That's what I would do differently. Don't, you don't have to do so much. You can extract a lot out of a little. So be easy on yourself, do less, and you end up creating more. Brandon, you did so much. Can we do this one more round of applause? Yes. 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 
which I did not play. It's still, yeah, it's wonderful, but less yeah. is more. Oh, man. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I, I would agree, sometimes less is more, but also sometimes more is more. I'm not about that minimalist life. I'll be real. I like a lot. But thank you for that. I appreciate it. Hawk, what went well? What would you do differently? Oh, man, I think I know the answer. Um, I think it was nice that it ended up uh, looking beautiful, and I was really happy with that. Uh, I mean, I'll change a lot of things. But uh, first, first thing is I probably will try to not do it all by myself next time. Um, that could probably save some time and hassle. Um, and uh, I think with technical stuff, that was I think that was probably the first time I did a proper stop motion. So just securing things, because there was yeah. so many times where I would be working, focusing five, six hours, and then you bump the light or you bump the table. And it's just you know, unnecessary things that happen. But the thing is, you don't you don't know until you know, you know. <laughs> so I had to learn a very hard way, but uh, it was a very good stepping stone. Nice. Jenna. Thank you, thank you. Jenna, let's go. What we got? <laughs> okay, I, I, I will rephrase the question uh, because I have a microphone. How? How? <laughs> and this question is directed towards Hawk? Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Persistence. Exacto. A lot of blades. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, I forget. So that was actually originally supposed to be just a normal video. We shot it. That was my uh, friend Lisa, amazing dancer from Ukraine. We put it, uh, we did it. I edited it together. And it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't that great. You know, so I was like, oh, I need to make, I, I just need to change it somehow yeah. to make it great. And then I forget what happened from there to, oh, let me screenshot every single frame, print it out, cut it out, <laughs> reshoot it, re-edit it. I forget how I got to that part. But uh, some steps in between, maybe. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I did put together sort of like a BTS on sort of how I did it online. If you, I Think you can probably awesome. search I will, BTS or something like that. Yes. Yeah. This this interview will become a bonus episode of Words That Move Me, and I will link to it in the show notes of that episode. Meta. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Yes, William Kirkland. Oh, so glad you're here, Will. <laughs> what inspired you to do a film like that, Brandon? Long story short, I wanted to dance to those songs for a really long time. It's actually three songs that were put together. And then I moved into my first place in downtown after two and a half years of being homeless and was like, this is going to be my time to just make a shits and gigs film, except it was nine and a half minutes of music. And I was like, I can't just dance around the city to that. <laughs> so I wrote a poem and I made a love letter to black youth. And it was my way of healing through the last two years of my life and shedding light on everything that was happening during the pandemic with protests and all that we go through as a, a people. So just life. Hey. Thank you so much. Thank you, Will. Yes, Sydney. Ooh, great question. So, as someone, uh, for uh, stop me if I miss if I leave something out. As someone who's interested in creating film, could you talk through the process of how you did it and made it, and what advice would you give to 
having things look so good? Did I botch it? Okay. Um, maybe we start over here. Oh, no, no. Yeah, sure. Sure. I think first thing is just start, right? Uh, that's always the hardest part. So just start with whatever materials and tools you have. I think, you know, kind of down the line, it's been a similar version of like, you're always going to learn something after you do it that you wouldn't have anticipated learning. So get in there and then uh, really reach out to your network of people. Yeah. That is how all seaweed films have ever happened is by really collaborating with friends that were like, oh, hey, I, I want to help do that for you. Or like, yeah, let's do this. You know, and, uh, and that collaboration has just grown in scale, uh, you know, seven films deep. But the first one was like a single camera at Megan's apartment. <laughs> Uh, and, a couple you know, underwater GoPros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on one day, you know, yeah. and it's it just it snowballs. So it's like that's why I think the first thing is just start, and then you'll learn. And then you know the things that you pay attention to after you've completed a project are the things you're going to expand upon in your next one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. and I think same thing. Delegating to a team. What you what maybe doesn't bring you joy? Like there's certain things that seaweeds also we've hung on to because we love making our costumes. We love putting hot gluing feathers onto a cap as craft time <laughs> or around the table, under your elbows, or or glue. super gluing <laughs> nipple tassels onto our elbows. Uh, very hot. Ow. Very hot. <laughs> yes. Hot. Also, we you can't straighten the elbow <laughs> because then it will. So. If you notice, yeah, anyways, yeah. <laughs> a soft bend in the elbow for that last two eight counts. <laughs> Just, uh... <laughs> oh, Which guided what that those moves were going to be, which is good. Uh, but that really is something that we love doing. And also, shout out to Stan, who yes, made those sparkly yes. dresses, which were fabric yes, on it. Yes. Yep. She doesn't remember it. And she doesn't remember making them. You but did, look at you're where you are the yes, for clearly yes, you made those sisters tonight in this Uh not being afraid to ask for help, especially on things that do not bring you joy. <laughs> or maybe it's not your strength. And you just say, pass this along. Yeah. You never know who's out there. It's gonna be like, yeah, I'm in. I'll help. Yeah. I think knowing Sydney also that you are in an institution. There is already a community within Reach and also within Widdomcom. There are people who have some tools that you might not have that are probably willing to lend them. Or there are people who have skills or interests that are just waiting for a choreographer to ask yeah. them, hey, will you light my dance film? I've been wanting to get a dance film in my, you know, in my category of work. Category. I think I meant to say caboodle. Um, <laughs> Even better. So, so, yes, reach out to your network and say, hi, I'm a choreographer and a dancer, and I would love to make a film. Is anybody interested in lighting it, writing it, shooting it, editing it? And you'll probably be surprised at how many of those answers are like, yes, totally. Very few people say no to dance. Very few. The only thing, the only thing that I would add to that is to start developing a taste and deciding what looks good to you. Am I always drawn to bright? Am I always drawn to dark? Am I really drawn to high contrast? Or are, am I actually really drawn to homemade looking stuff? Like in my process with eight counts, I was like, the, kind of the crappier, the better. Like the, I like the bad audio and I kind of like the like edit, like really choppy edits, like felt good to me. So sometimes 
it isn't about making it look good, but it's about deciding what you think is good in the first place, and then going after that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I agree with everything. And I want to add on the people aspect, you know, reaching out to people that you that you admire and that you, you know, admire their talents. You never know if they might be willing to help you. And honestly, w with our film, like the people really made it what it was or what it is. And so people and um, I think also leaving a little bit of room for spontaneity for oh, yeah. things to happen in, in the mix. You know, of course, planning is important, but um, I think leaving a little bit of space for spont spontaneity and creativity and flow, you know, to arise, mm -hmm. I think really incorporates something special. Um, <laughs> piggybacking off of Megan, don't be afraid to ask for help. There are often times when you might feel like somebody will say no and like Dana was saying, they will surprisingly say yes and go above and beyond. So don't be afraid, let go of the ego. Also, don't get too attached to things. You might have eight shots to get through in the day, but you can only get through four of them, and that is okay. That is what was meant to happen. So just be kind to yourself through the process and also negotiate. Sometimes people say they'll do this, but you can ask them to do something else and they will say yes too. So just be honest and open and go with it. <laughs> go, yes. Um, it's kind of like what Dana said, but I think if you can always have your antenna out and alert with certain things that uh, make you feel a certain way, uh, and it doesn't always have to be good or bad, but well, you know, you could be watching a movie and there's this certain scene that you like. If you can try to take apart that information, why you like that scene in specific, you know, was it lit differently? Was it the, the people? What it was? If you can kind of, and it doesn't have to be fully understanding. If you just understand it a little bit, like even if you get 10% of that and apply it to what you do, then I think you get to kind of borrow that magic where you got it from. And it doesn't even have to be uh, in the same medium. You know, if even if you're trying to make a film, it doesn't have to be borrowed from a film. It could be a certain music or a certain sound or a conversation or food or anything that makes you feel a certain way just stop for a second be, and just question and ask yourself oh why was that moment a little bit different you know and if you can kind of understand that then that will be a hint uh for you to make what you personally like thank you great answers you wow wow <laughs> great questions too any more cues yes megan kane Oh, I love it. Um, so no, Megan no. is asking for Rapid one fire. or two non-dancer, non-choreographer influences in what you made. For me, this is dead simple. Tom Sachs is an artist, uh, a sculptor, and became a friend thanks to the wild internet. And um, he and his one of his interns at the time, called Van Neistat, made a film called Ten Bullets. Eight counts is my response to 10 bullets. 10 bullets is basically the, the moral code and conduct for anyone working in the studio, which is where Tom operates. Widomcom is where I operate. So eight counts is the, the visual manual of words that move me, just like 10 bullets is the visual manual of Tom's studio, which I highly recommend everybody watch at least twice. It's so stinking good, really, really, 
it will make a lot of sense. He'll be like, oh, Dana, not even original. <laughs> 10 bullets <laughs> is the one. Uh, it, it really was, it, it, that was it for me. Like probably oh yeah! Wow. Um, we, I mean, ooh. Mm. sexy. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm like the the idea of like discovering what is sexy as a seaweed. Like that uh, was really the driving force of creating that piece originally. That was for a live performance, um, and then I think just overall seaweed, like the nonverbal expression that of like yeah ex uh, feelings, you know, of like. Whoa, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I would, I, I'm yep. drawn to that. be saying, <laughs> yeah, like uh, also comedians, you know, like a Three Stooges, but that's not something we talk about. But I think that is like a background noise, right? You know, in things that inspire us and that we think are funny and enjoy. Um, I don't know. But yeah, ultimately driving force was like, what if the seaweeds were sexy? How would that go? Yeah. That's where we went. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. quite impressed that other figures, as in humans, yeah. didn't factor factor in at least yeah. to this process no. at all. Uh -huh. There wasn't like, oh, like more Lucille Ball oh. or like yeah. it was purely that no it was like what and, if oh, or what's oh, yeah. what's dumber than that like what, what and, such, and did you pick up you picked up flippers on like a whim and we were just like these are so funny and uh, i think those two things combined that was purely like oh yes how are flippers and seaweed sexy you go oh wait yeah. backstory sorry no please <laughs> backstory the the meat and potatoes of that piece um, grew from uh, we were asked to open for a musical group called Lucius on a tour that they did and we had yes super woohoo and we had a like relatively small body of work and we're like wait we have an hour long slot we have to okay I mean, 15 okay. minutes, but even still. Oh, it felt like an hour. 20 minutes, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, The hour-long is coming. The hour-long yeah, hour is coming. coming. Stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we felt like we needed, like, an audience participation moment. So what what is, like, you know, in every Janet Jackson tour, she has some guy from the audience come up, and she gives him a little show. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you were there, yeah. you know. Uh, and so we decided to do that on tour with Lucius, but we obviously planned it, but we created this piece to be our, our alluring audience participation moment. And um, we, we have an unwritten promise to ourselves, which is to make a film every year, and we hadn't yet in that year. And we were like, what do we have? What do we have? And we knew that we wanted to play with the idea of what is sexy to a seaweed sister. And so this was perfect. And from there, it became a big game of yes and. Yes and, we should do it at Bob Baker's Marionette Theater. Yes and, booby tassels on the elbows. Yes and, have a friendly theater ghost. Um, so that's how that worked. Not not a human, but I just totally hijacked the conversation. <laughs> Podcast host. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Um, well, I'm laughing because as I'm over here thinking about my answers, my two are dance and choreography related. So I'm not going to mention them because it's not part of the question. But I think the first is uh, the space that we were so gifted with. Um, shout out to Chris's uncle. Gorgeous. Yeah. So cool. A absolute time capsule gem. 
And so we really pulled with, from the space and created with the space in mind and created most of the choreography after we had seen the space. And then the props that were in the space, like the hallways. So like shout out to also to Wes Anderson because that was a big inspiration because of the space, because the space was very, it was giving Wes Anderson <laughs> for sure. And then I think the idea that we wanted to escape, like this idea of a, a world that we wanted to create and if this world was colorful and rich and retro futuristic and weird and quirky and so really leaning into this idea. Uh, okay, non-dancer, non-choreographer influence, Brandon. Um, really easy actually. Steven Spielberg is a big wow. one for me yes. that he has a documentary on, I want to say HBO or yeah. Netflix maybe. It's a two-hour documentary about how he started and how he got to where he is. And my favorite part about it is that he says before he goes onto any set, he still gets nervous. No matter how much planning or process there is, he still goes on is like 50%, I know what I'm doing, 50%, I have no idea what's gonna happen and we're just gonna go for it. Mm -hmm. And that was really inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. And Solange, because she is just everything. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I cannot wait for Steven Spielberg to meet you. Yeah. I'm gonna take that. He's gonna yeah. I'm very yeah. excited for that moment. Hawk. Uh, so I live in downtown right now, and uh, I live close to the flower district, and I always drive past that. I think flowers are really, they're just beautiful, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I think it, it worked perfectly for the video I did, and, you know, realistically, if we were to dance within huge flowers, that costs quite a lot, but if they're a bouquet of flowers, and then you're little, it's the same thing. <laughs> wow, yes. You just pay in time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, actually. It's probably more expensive. Than oh, <laughs> goodness. Great answers. I love that you asked for not choreographer and not a dancer, and we give you not humans. <laughs> just one human. Flowers. Space. Yeah, that's great. I do think I saw another hand fly up. Yeah, Malia again. I love that question. I will try to reiterate for the microphone that's here. Leah is asking, how did the spaces inform our choices in the moment and in our planning in, in making the thing? Eric, we're going to let you start. Okay, great. So I think um, it, a lot of it was seeing the space and then thinking about how we want to document it and pulling from references that we have found. Um, Carissa is the reference queen. So yeah. the references were, were great it's and the pre-production pre phase, like planning before. And then collaboration with our DP was really awesome. Um, so yeah, just like if it was a long hallway, thinking about how we, how the camera could move down this hallway and, and then the choreography could move with it. And like in the theater, it was like swirly and circular. And so just seeing the space and really imagining how we can um, document it with um, respect to references and collaboration to our DP, with our DP. So would you say it's a combination of like like the impulse that you get from the space as you're standing in it plus reference, but not exactly reference, plus your other collaborators? Yeah, absolutely. Like having the reference and then, and then the space and then you're inspired and then you collaborate. Mm -hmm. Dig it. What would you say, Mizey? Um, 
some of our piece was pretty direct application because we made it for a stage and then we were putting on a show in a theater. Uh, but then all the preamble bits came from a tech scout, you know, so it's like going to see the theater and then walking away and being like, okay, these are the things that we're hoping to achieve. What are the best spaces that support those ideas? And even then, like, again, you learn things afterwards that you're like, ah, oh, that we actually needed this and didn't get it. So we also in this shoot uh, have learned the value of reshoots and at shooting other things afterwards. That's the first time we've ever done that. Um, and in a totally other location because to go back to Bob Baker's was not an option. Uh, so that, that was something too, that kind of learning the forgiveness of, uh, even though we were in a very specific location that was very descriptive visually that some of those other moments that we needed to get could be kind of blended in in an alternative space depending on how we shot them that you wouldn't fully detect that like hey you're not backstage with the, Mupp the Muppets I was going to say the Muppets the puppets um so yeah I don't uh, that's kind of a jumbling answer but those are a lot of things we learned in this round totally yeah yes yes uh Brandon um go on walks I just took lots of walks, walked around, listening to the music, planning outside, and brought my phone and was like, oh, I could do this here and this year, and just using the surroundings that I had, because I didn't have the resources for the locations that I saw in my head. So I made do with what I had around me and then figured out how to make that as impactful and grandiose as possible. And that's where things like the drone came in or just playing with costumes and how you can enhance your space with what you're wearing and the composition of the shot too. So anything is usable. You just have to think about it. Before you go, Hawk, sorry, I have one tiny question. I'm thinking if I sneak it in right now, then I won't get in trouble. Um, did you get permits for any of your shoots? Nope, all gorilla. All gorilla. <laughs> Had Love to that. shoot it over the course of a month. Okay. okay. Cool. And Hawks was all in studio. You guys, your space was a gift, a gift, a gift. Mm -hmm. and we rented Bob Baker's Theater, which is also a thing you can yeah. do yeah. for a party or <laughs> your next film. <laughs> Take it away. Uh, yeah, actually, mine wasn't in a studio. It was in my living room. Okay. Which <laughs> yeah, looks a corner cool. of a living really pretty. Room. So, uh, so I did have the luxury of you know playing around and, and trying to find the angle uh, that I like. And since it was a one-man band, the communication between the DP and the set designer was perfect. <laughs> it was just me. <laughs> Sometimes they would argue, but most of the time it was fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was, that was good. And it was, it was actually really fun to use everyday house objects in a different way. Um, for example, it was like, oh, I, I thought I needed certain more elements of light and I ended up using the reflection of these um what do you call them they're like Christmas stringy lights we have on the patio mm. but it was just a reflection of that on the glass table uh -huh. and it just ended up oh, looking nice yeah I wondered how that <laughs> happened yeah so it's kind of um it's uh, it's it's nice when you get to uh use everyday things that you're so used to mm -hmm. and then you get to uh have a new appreciation them you know so going back to that other question too what shall i do you have every resource around you and you know the, the cameras we have on our phones amazing so just just yeah just do it i'm not supposed oh, to say just do it do it do it do it, do it. Do it. Yes. start yeah. um and with that my friends start getting out of here um <laughs> kidding thank you guys so much for being Yay! here i'll see you later thank you all so much
Thank you. Thank you very so much. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Music by Max Winnie, logo and brand design by Bree Reitz, and a big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. And also a massive thanks to you, the mover, who is no stranger to taking action. I will not stand in the way of you taking action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I cannot keep you from visiting thedanawilson.com to join our mailing list. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard-earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. And of course, if you want to talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community, I will 100% not stop you. Visit thedanawilson.com to become a member and get a peek at everything else I do that is not a weekly podcast. Keep it funky, everyone.